Hey there, it's Marissa Farrell. Thanks so much for tuning in. For more podcasts and other ministry content from Marissa Farrell Ministries, make sure you hit subscribe today. Hope you enjoy the broadcast. Well, if God's been good to you, would you jump to your feet and testify to somebody on your road? Come on, just shout up and down your road. Tell somebody, God's been good to me. Hallelujah. Come on, that name ain't exciting. You want to look at somebody else and just tell them, God's been good to me. And if you believe God's been good, would you do me a favor? Put your blessed hands together and give him a shout of praise in this house. For we serve a great God and he is greatly to be praised. Do me a favor, look over at one person and just testify to them. Tell them, neighbor, tell them, don't be surprised. If God blows your mind in the next two weeks, because he's still got time to do it. He's still got time. He's still got time to do it. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to everything God told me was mine in 2019. And he's going to blow my mind and he's going to do it in the next two weeks. I dare you turn to somebody else and tell him everything you've been waiting for in 2019. God's going to answer it in the next two weeks. There's an answer. There's an answer. For God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he shall repent. But everything God said he's going to do. How many know God is faithful to do it? And I am grateful this morning because I'm excited about what God shall do in the next two weeks. I'm a, I believe somebody's coming here dancing different two Sundays from now. Because you're going to have a crazy testimony that God blew your mind in the next two weeks. All you're going to hear is yes and amen. I believe it. I believe it. I, be I just need 30 praises to just throw your head back and shout. I believe God. Because he's about to blow my mind. He's about to blow my mind. He's about to. I said he's about to blow my mind. He's about to blow. Come on. Eyes have not seen and ears have have not heard. I dare you look at somebody and tell a neighbor, God's about to blow your mind. He, he's about to switch this thing. He's about to flip it up and change it. He gonna flip everything about it. Tell him what, what, what you thought was the end. God said, never mind. He's about to blow my mind in the next two weeks. I said in the next two weeks, God's gonna do it. And I believe God, 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 I said I believe him, I believe him, hallelujah, and I take him at his word. Hallelujah to Jesus. Oh, we give God praise this morning because he's a good God. Hallelujah. And he is worthy to be praised. While we honor God because his presence is so rich in this place, we thank God for his power, his presence, and his position because he's yet on the throne. We thank God for the great bishop over this great house. Would you help me honor God for this champion of courage, this champion of healing, this champion of power, Bishop Glenn Staples come on y'all put your hands together open up your mouth and give God a rousing praise because he's still performing miracles hallelujah and we honor God today while we thank God for Bishop we certainly thank God amen for your pastor would you help me honor God for Pastor Lamar Staples come on put your hands together come on and help me thank God for the lovely lady that stands by his side come on put your hands together for her amen certainly for Pastor Victoria and Pastor Venable I honor God for you all amen to all of the staff pastors and ministers of this great church to all of those in protocol all those I don't know to call I thank God for all of y'all I'm just excited to be back here at Temple of Praise amen I have the blessed privilege of sharing here on a Saturday morning with about about 150 sisters and we tore this church to shreds amen we was running and shouting so since it's more of us today I hope y'all make a little room because I believe God's gonna do something in here amen I'm excited about it I honor God for my pastors and leaders Reverend Drs. Floyd and Elaine Flake all the way up in Jamaica Queens New York amen who send their love to Bishop Staples amen I honor God for them 
for allowing me to be here. God is funny, y'all, because I woke up this morning, amen, with a scripture in my heart, a message in my soul, and in my own self, I, I determined until the Lord I was not going to touch this text today, amen, but the man of God, the prophet of this house got up and said some things that just told me that I need to go where God was sending me, not where I wanted to go, amen, so we're going to the first book of Genesis, chapter number 32, and I'm going to verse number 22, the verse number 31. This morning I'll be reading from the New International Version of Scripture, and I would that you would help me to signify when you have it by shouting, Amen. Uh, you don't have to go far. Genesis chapter number 32. I'm going to verse number 22 and verse number 31. Amen. And I'm going to read this morning from the New International Version of Scripture. And there is a word that I believe that the Lord has planted and placed inside of my heart uh, that I want to deliver today because I believe that there is a breakthrough that is attached to this word uh, that shall in fact penetrate God's people on this morning and lead us into a new decade, not a new year, but a new decade, understanding what it is to walk with God. Genesis chapter 32, verse number 22, and if you haven't, do me a favor and shout, I've got it. Reading from the New International Version, it says that night Jacob got up and what he did is took his two wives, his two female servants, his 11 sons, and he crossed the fort of the Jabbok. And then after he had sent them across the stream, he had sent over all of his possessions. And so Jacob was then left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. Uh, the text says that when the man saw that he could not overpower him, put a post-it there, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip, and so his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said to him, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let thee go unless it is that you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but I'm going to call you Israel because you have struggled with God and with man and you have overcome. Jacob said, please. Please tell me your name but he replied why is it that you would ask my name then he blessed him right there and so Jacob called that place Peniel saying it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life has been spared then the sun rose over as he passed about Peniel and he was limping it ends like this because his hip was out of place would you do me a favor I have two prayers would you grab the hand of your neighbor this morning and repeat these words after me. Just declare, neighbor, I am your intercessor. Come on, shout at them, tell them, neighbor, you are my intercessor. When I get my breakthrough, you're going to get your breakthrough. When I get blessed, you're going to get blessed. So while I'm praying for you, I need you to pray for me. And I believe that God shall stand in the power of our agreement. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, it's once more and again that we, your humble servants, come before your holy and your righteous name. And God, this morning, before we ask you for anything, we want to take the moment to first tell you thank you for everything. We thank you for being good and we thank you for being kind. And now, Father, we thank you for your mercy. Now I pray that you would, in fact, and indeed hide me behind the shadows of your cross, that the people can only hear, see, and know that you are are in me. I pray now that you would help me preach to the end that sinners are saved, lives are changed and the body of Christ is edified and now God we pray for two things, a word that is precise and right. In Jesus name let the people of God shout amen. Amen. And amen. On your way to your seat, would you help me share my sermonic thought? But when you do it, you got to do it like you got authority in the spirit realm. Look at somebody and just push on them a little bit. Tell them neighbor. Tell them God is in this. God is in this. God is. God is in. He's in this. My brothers and my sisters, Bishop stole my thunder this morning because what I have discovered is that one of the most complex things that every Christian at some point will come face to face with is the fact that not every hard place in your life is the assignment of the enemy. That, that sometimes what it is that you find yourself up against is simply the doings and the allowings and the sovereign nature of the God under whom you serve. 
uh, which I have discovered is sometimes simply not an easy pill to swallow. Uh, because what it is that I have found out in a very real and personal way uh, in this year alone is that sometimes God's will can knock the very wind out of you. And when it does, it, it isn't always easy to adjust to what it is that God has allowed. Uh, what I found is that faith would be far more easier to maintain if I could blame the devil for every rough place in my life. But what happens when you come face to face with a fight that God himself is in and has allowed? Uh, when, when you have to reason or come to grips with the fact that God's will has put you in a painful place. And a place that's hard to come back from. A place that's difficult to snap back into life after. A place in which you are struggling to manage all of your emotions through and trying to stay anchored in God while going through. Uh, for someone, perhaps you've been wrestling with the spirit of grief or disappointment. Maybe it's been sickness and heartbreak. Perhaps it's been setback, rejection and abandonment. Maybe it's been hurt and upset or the dismantling of your life, your finances, your family unit, your marriage, your job, and everything beyond. And you are raising the question about how it is that you can serve God and God still allow you to experience this. For someone, maybe you've been wrestling with, uh, been wrestling with doing the will of God, but the will of God himself has placed you in a state of unrest. And, and you're in a season where it feels like your peace is gone and your joy is diminished, where your hope has died and your emotions are fleeting. And now your dreams have become nightmares. Your vision is blurred and you are trying to understand where God could possibly be in the middle of all this. You, you've experienced so much, not as a result of the devil, but as a result of what God has allowed that some days as a believer you don't even know if you're coming or you're going but despite all that God has allowed you to go through for whatever reason you haven't and you will not let go of God because something in you is still driving you to hold on to the faith to believe because while God's will is sometimes hard to handle you know that life without God would be far more detrimental than this for the safest place in the whole wide world is still in the will of God and for many of us I'd rather go through with God than go through without God well today I came to preach to the individuals who haven't been struggling over the devil messing with your stuff messing with your house messing with your car and your money I haven't come to preach to the people who've been dealing with the surface things but I came to preach to the people who have experienced some of the most traumatic moments of your life that you feel like God should have prevented and you've been fighting to maintain your faith because the will of God has knocked the wind out of you. See, I came to preach to the people that haven't been struggling over what the devil is doing, but I came to deal with those who can be honest enough to admit I'm trying to figure out where God is in the middle of all that I am going through. Y'all, because what it is that I have discovered is that in relationship with God, who is a very supreme and sovereign being that his knowledge and his wisdom far exceeds our understanding and sometimes God's will is just a hard pill to swallow but can I give you the unadulterated truth this morning God never really promised us that it would be easy he never promised us that it would be comfortable he never promised us that we would always like it he never even promised us that we would always understand it but what he did tell us is that he has an expected end for us for I know the plans that I have towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Plans to prosper, not to harm you. To give you hope and the future and bring you to an expected end. And for the old school saints, what I have discovered in faith is that even if I don't believe that I'll get it now, I know I'm going to get it somewhere on the other side. Because I know we don't talk about heaven anymore, but the old saints used to say that we are often tossed and driven on the restless seas of time that somber skies and howling tempests all succeed the bright sunshine but in that bright and sunny day when the mist shall roll away if I don't get it now the Lord promised me that I understand it better by and by and by and this morning I came to preach
preach to the individuals who say I don't know what God is doing right now I don't understand where he is in this season I'm trying to figure out how this is going to work out but for some reason I feel like in the middle of everything I'm going through God is still in this I'm crying right now I'm hurting right now I don't get it right now I don't have much peace right now but the fact that I'm still alive tells me that God is somewhere in I wish you would touch somebody and tell a neighbor God is somewhere in this y'all y'all be seated for a moment y'all listen what I what I've come to talk to today is the individuals who know what it feels like to be wrestling not with the devil but wrestling with God y'all this is what exactly what Jacob is going through when we pick up this 32nd chapter of the book of Genesis y'all because the Bible tells us that Jacob packs up his family and he heads across the Jabbok and there he desires to be alone but the interesting thing that I have discovered is not exactly where Jacob is going but the way in which he had to travel because Pastor Lamar when we look at it what we recognize is that Jacob had to go through the Jabbok across the Jabbok in order to get to the place where God would meet him when I looked at where that was what I have discovered is that on one side of the Jabbok is the Dead Sea which is known because nothing traveling from the Jordan to the Dead Sea can live but on the other side is the Sea of Galilee which is known as the picture of complete loneliness so on the way for Jacob to have an encounter with God he had to walk between death and loneliness I came to preach to the people who feel like God has you traveling up a path that ain't got hope on the right or the left you've been looking trying to find God in it but every time you look all you see is pain and suffering you've been stuck between breaking down and breaking through I came to preach to the people who God has had you traveling between two opinions what you see and what you feel and you're trying to figure out where to plant your feet but can I tell you that the prophetic word of the Lord is that when you get to the other side of death and loneliness God is waiting for you to have an encounter with you that's not just going to change you but that's going to blow your entire mind I dare you shake somebody next to you and tell a neighbor I know it's painful but I had to go this way I know it hurts but it had to go this way because when I get through walking through this tunnel here God's going to do something that's going to shift my entire life I need you to shake somebody next to you and tell them neighbor just hold on through this path right here I know it's dark right now I know you can't see God right now but everything he said in the light is still true in the dark so don't you let go of God just because you're walking through a path look at somebody tell a neighbor hold on right here hold on right here y'all y'all gotta be seated y'all gotta be seated y'all Jacob is traveling this way and the Bible helps us to understand that where he is he desires to be alone Jacob is headed to this place of complete isolation and now y'all while he is there y'all he finds himself in complete solace the Bible says that it is the dark time y'all he got there before the sun could even arise he had to travel this road of isolation to get to this place and as soon as he thought he found some peace after the Dead Sea and the Sea of Galilee he is sitting there and out of nowhere here comes God y'all what I came to talk to today is the individuals who understand that sometimes God has to send you into a place of isolation so you can have a moment that says here comes God now the interesting thing is that we always shout when God comes with a miracle but what do you do when God comes to flip your entire world upside down I came to preach to the people who say out of nowhere God showed up I was minding my business I was doing what I was supposed to do I was working on the battlefield I was fasting and praying and out of nowhere God showed up and he flipped my entire agenda I was comfortable with 
way I was living. I was comfortable with what I was doing. And out of nowhere, God showed up. And when he showed up, he shook up some stuff. I came to preach to the individuals that's been in a shaking up season. Y'all to let you know, and I got to tell you, y'all, the only thing I've really come to tell you is that when God shows up to flip your entire world upside down, he doesn't have you there because he doesn't love you. He doesn't have you there because he's forgotten about you. But God has you there because when he gets through working on you this time, you're going to have a whole different name. What you're going through right here is not God's way of trying to kill you, but trying to carry you to another dimension. I need you to grab somebody by the hand and tell them name of I know you feel like you've been in the war room with God but whatever you do don't you quit because when God gets done with this right here you're not just going to have a new car you're not just going to have a new house but you're going to have a new name I see you walking around in victory I see you walking around in prosperity I see you walking around healed I see you walking around free I see you walking around better I dare you grab three people and tell them my name's about to change tell them I've been fighting too hard for God not to change my name I've been going through too much for God not to change my name I've experienced too many tears for God not to change my name I dare you grab three people and tell them my name's about to change and if you got real faith I dare you put your name in the app you want to shout healed you want to shout blessed you want to shout victorious you want to shout delivered I dare you holler your name in this atmosphere y'all the Bible tells us that Jacob is blindsided by God God shows up out of nowhere and here he is in the middle of a fight I believe that somebody here can identify with what it is to be in a fight with God when you're trying to understand how God could be allowing you to go through this I understand what it is to be fighting with God because I know what it is to be in God and still be disappointed y'all but the interesting thing that I have discovered is that Jacob is not fighting with a natural man Jacob is not just fighting with any angel but Jacob is fighting with one that carries the name of God himself because what Jacob is experiencing is an act of theophany God in the form of man to humankind which means in the middle of this situation God stepped into it and took a hold of it but what I have discovered about God is that even if you're going through in him that you want to take upon you his yoke because his yoke is easy and his burdens are light and this morning I came to preach to everybody who felt like you were about to die in this to let you know that the fight you're in is not designed to kill you but it's designed to elevate you it's not designed to take you out but it's designed to take you over it's not designed to take you down but it's designed to increase your capacity for the next dimension in God but maybe you're raising the question preacher how do you know that the fight that I'm in is not going to kill me I know it to be so because when you look at the text when God stepped in the middle of this fight he didn't come to wipe Jacob out but he came to strengthen his capacity I know it because the Bible tells us some interesting things the text makes some interesting declarations and as the text makes declarations today I want you to make a declaration over yourself and your neighbor y'all the first thing we recognize is that the Bible says that when the angel recognized that he could not overpower him he hit the socket of his thigh y'all miss your shout cue the bible says that jacob is fighting but the angel realized that he could not overpower him which means he could not take him down which means Jacob would not die which 
means Jacob would not quit. Which means Jacob didn't give up. The first declaration I came to give over your life is that you might be in the ring with God, but you won't lose your footing. Would you grab somebody by the hand and make a declaration over their life and tell them neighbor, tell them you won't lose your footing, which means you're going to maintain your balance. I prophesy over your life that everything you went in with, you're coming out with because you won't lose your footing, which means you will not go down. You will not go under. You will not give up, but you're going to maintain your stature. You're going to square up your shoulders and lift up your head and stand still until his will is clear. Would you do me a favor? Find three people in the room and make a declaration over their life. Tell them neighbor, tell them I know you feel like you're slipping right now, but you will not lose your footing. You might be slipping in depression, slipping in the addiction, slipping in the mishabits, but you will not lose your footing. And now unto him who is able to keep me from falling, touch somebody and tell them you won't lose your footing. Tell them hold on until God does it. Tell them be strong until God does it. Tell them don't you quit until God does it. I dare you shout cause you won't die. You won't die in this. You won't die in this. The Bible says that the angel recognized that Jacob would not be overpowered. And so that's when he hit the hollow of his side. And the hollow of his side was out of joint as he wrestled. But then the Bible says that you would think now because the angel is the one that started the battle. The angel is the one that egged on the fight. You would think that anybody that got enough power to start fighting with you is going to stay there until they win. But the Bible says that the angel hollered and said to Jacob, I want you to let me go because day is breaking. But Jacob responded that I will not let you go until you bless me. Now I don't know about you, but back in the day when I was just a little crazy, back in the day when I was TTG, I was trained to go. If I was in the middle of a fight, I wasn't whispering to nobody. I wasn't silently speaking. I wasn't lowly talking, but I was hollering to the top of my mouth. Now what you gotta remember is Jacob has gone across the j to pray, but he was praying where he was. But it wasn't till the angel got him that he had to turn his volume up and make his request known. I came to declare over you that the fight that you're in is not sent to silence you, but strengthen your prayer life. The fight that you're in is designed to make you open up your mouth and tell them what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Would you grab somebody? Grab them by the hand. Lean on him and say, neighbor, this fight won't silence you, but this fight will turn up your prayer language. Push up and tell the neighbor whatever you do. Don't you 
you need God to do. I dare you put it in the room. What you waiting for? Would you grab somebody? Grab them by the hand and tell them, neighbor, tell them whatever you do. Don't get silent, but get louder. Tell them, don't get quiet. Get louder. Let the praises of God's people arise and bring change. Open up your mouth one more time and shout to God with the voice of triumph. Shout to God like you're not going to let go of the heart of the altar until God does what you need. I got to get out of here. Can I tell you that I got three declarations. I come to let you know that whatever you do, you won't lose your footing. I come to let you know that what you're in will not silence you, but it will strengthen your prayer life. But the last thing I came to tell you is a simple truth. Would you do me a favor? Grab your intercession. Grab them by the hand. Shake that neighbor like you want them to be loose. Shake that neighbor like you want them to be healed. Look them in the face with spiritual power and tell them, neighbor, I've got a decree that comes straight from heaven. Whatever you do, whatever you go through, after your tears, after you have suffered, the Bible says that you will walk away from this. You will walk away from this. For after you have suffered a while, the Lord will strengthen, settle, and establish you. For the Bible says that Jacob was hit in the hollow of his side. But the Bible says the end of the text tells us that he was walking by Peniel. He was limping, but he was walking. He was slow, but he was walking. He was hurting, but he was walking. He was in pain, but he was walking. He was dragging, but he was walking, which tells us that God may not remove the evidence of your hits, but God will give you grace to walk beyond your wounds. Walk beyond your pain. Walk beyond your suffering. I dare you. Start walking. Start walking. Start walking with tears in your eyes. Start walking. Pain in your body. Start walking. Wanting to quit. Start walking. You will walk out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. You're going to walk out of this. You're going to live after this. You're going to go beyond this. Because you got amazing grace. How sweet the sound. You've got grace over your life. You've got grace over your scars. You've got over your wounds, wave it in the house, shout grace, 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 for me to walk with my spouse, you gonna know it, but I'ma still be moving, you gonna see it, but I'ma still be moving, cause all that matters is I am moving, but I'm moving, wanna quit, but I'm moving, don't understand, but I'm moving, because God is in this, God is 
The question is, Bishop, how, how now has to be? Jacob didn't see a specialist. He didn't see an orthopedic surgeon. He didn't get an x-ray. And while his hip was out of joint, he was still able to pass over Peniel. Because what I have discovered is that when you were in the ring with God, whenever it is that God comes for you, only God could hit you and heal you at the same time. See, see, when God comes, God doesn't come to destroy. He comes to align. He comes to correct. He comes to reposition. And what we thought would be a handicap really became a help. I got one more declaration, y'all. I want you to be very intentional about this. The text says that Jacob was wrestling with the angel. Hip was hit out of socket. Then it says that the sun rose over this place that he now called Penahiel. He said, for I've seen God face to face, and yet my life has been spared. But, but the, the declaration was this. Grab somebody by the hand and just squeeze them and just encourage them, tell them, the sun will shine again. The sun will shine again. There will be glory. There will be glory. There will be glory after. I need you to just go touch three people on the shoulder. Tell them there will be glory after this. There, there will be glory after this. There will be glory after. The sun gonna shine again, y'all. There, there will be glory after the, the sun is gonna shine again. There will be glory. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. There will There will be glory. your hands in this atmosphere would you do me a favor and just declare this over your life I will not lose my footing I will not be silenced I will walk away from this and there will be glory after this if you believe it would you do me a favor and shout unto God in this place no music just voices let's hear the sound come on all the grateful people all the grateful people I will survive this because this ain't the devil God is in this God is in this God is in this God is in what the devil meant for evil God worked it for my good God is in this I just had about 30 praises that would just give God a crazy praise. Because what you thought was the enemy was really God. And because God is the greatest power, we shall never be. I wish you would just touch three people and tell them I will never be defeated. I will never be defeated. Hey, I will never be defeated. I will never be defeated. I will. Praises just lose your mind real quick. 
Hundred brothers who will hit the floor for Bishop Staples right there. Thirty. I don't need you to think. Just hit the floor. One, two, one, two. Everybody.
got the hand wherever you are, and for the next 60 seconds, would you just intercede for that hand that you're holding? Because when they walk through the doors of this church this morning, you don't really know how engulfed in a war with God they've been. And perhaps that person whose hand you're holding was ready to let go of their faith. Maybe they wanted to quit. Maybe they wanted to give up. Maybe they wanted to throw in the towel. But for this next 60 seconds, without hesitation and not in silence, but like this is designed to strengthen you, would you charge this atmosphere with the sound of intercession? I don't want you to pray quietly. I want you to open up your mouth and pray out loud for that hand you're holding for the next 60 seconds. Come on, church. Turn your volume up. Come on, turn your volume up, church. Let's hear the sound of intercession. Come on. Let's hear the sound of intercession. Come on. Turn your volume up, saints. Let's hear the sound of intercession. Come on. Come on. Come on. Charge this atmosphere with the sound of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the individual who's